Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, good morning from the Pacific Northwest Coast from the great state of Oregon. It is happy Friday, January. I have to keep looking because I can't believe it's January 27 already. Uh, but anyway, I like to say sometimes this is the day that the Lord has made. It's in the scriptures. Um, but God has really been impressing me on that this year, the last few months. This is the day. Every single day is the day. So uh, we even talked about this during my wife and I were talking about this this morning. We were thanking the Lord because we don't get that much sun here in Oregon at this time of year. And it's the sun is out. It's not even predicted to be out. It's supposed to be all cloudy. So we were saying, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. And, and he does want us to be thankful for that. But then we caught ourselves realizing we weren't saying thank you, thank you, thank you for all the other days. So uh, it's a good thing to remember. God's not one, that, of course, that condemns, but it's good to remember to thank him for every day. It's just a big thing for uh, to be thankful for to God for each and every single day. So um, just wanted to throw that out to you. I wanted to remind you about the podcast that we have. Uh, once in a while, I'll throw this up. Uh, Emily, thank you for putting that up for us. Uh, we are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I understand Apple has a majority of our, um, not viewerships, but audio ships. What do you call that? Listenerships. So, um, but the the podcast for both Elijah's Streams and Elijah Fire, some of you may not know, we have another program called Elijah Fire that Jeff Tharp heads up, and they have a whole team doing that too. And, and their, their podcast is growing even more than ours. Yeah, so... Um, now it's a race. Anyway, we just did want to remind you to uh, listen to us on a podcast if you're driving. You don't have to pull up the video and figure out how to do it. You can just go to the podcast and do it that way. So what else do I have? Okay, yesterday we were going to do American Warriors and tell you about that, the new premiere for American Warriors. And we canceled that because we only had um, we only had uh, Cash Patel for a few minutes. So when you go to American Warriors, you'll go to American Warriors 22 on Rumble or YouTube, either one, it's the same. But let me read this first part of it, and then we'll play that clip in the spot. So Kim Brombaugh was a teenager sitting in biology class when the Twin Towers were attacked on 9-11. That event changed the course of her life and pointed her away from teaching and toward the Army. This is the story of a proud young woman who, woman who chose to serve by protecting her country. Here we go. You know, I thought I had it all figured out. You know, I was going to graduate high school and go to college and be a teacher. You know, I wanted to teach history. And, and then I remember sophomore year, we were sitting in biology class, Coach Adams. He gets a knock on the door. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. And as the day progressed, I got angry. I got mad. And it lit something inside of me. And I start talking to my mom. Thank God, I think I want to join the Army. The MOS that I chose was 31 Bravo, which is military police officer. A lot of our training for that was not only to learn the stateside military police officer duties of working on a military post, but we also had to do specific training for combat. Um, the differences between training as a soldier and the military police officer is they gear it specifically for 
police work. So our job, when we're not out in combat, our job at home is to protect those at home, to protect the home front. music i love those clips thank you for supporting both uh, american warriors and uh elijah's dreams that uh, when we're doing the um fresh water wells i think the number was 83 inclu- inclusive it might have been 83 total from day one we're going to try and double that this year but we're digging the water wells and now we're expanding to support uh trafficked uh we'll have more to say about that as people apply for grants we gave you an email address um yeah, whatever we did that and y'all might want to put that email address on since i'm mentioning it uh it's a website not a email address elijahstreamsgrants.com so we're looking for uh not overseas because we've got that taken care of we want to we're, we're supporting three uh places already but we want people located in the u.s helping trafficked victims here in the u.s either through rescuing them and or restoring their lives once they've been rescued. That's very important. So that's a, a, a an emphasis that the Lord's given us. So we're going to expand on that. And we um, so when you give over and above what we need to keep this operation running, it will go into all the things that you've heard us talk about. So, all right, time to watch. Uh, bring on Yvonne Atiyah. So here we go. Well, good morning. How are you, Yvonne? Steve, so good to be with you. Good to be with you. It's been too long, way too long. Um, so we've we've actually visited you since you've been last on the program. So uh, we love uh, where you are in great state of uh, Florida. So uh, we're, we we love your governor too. What a great governor! Oh, he's awesome, Steve. He's so good. We're so thankful for him, and we are so thankful for you for you and Doreen. I must say, we had a blast. <laughs> Such a it good- was fun. It was, it was, you know, people see your joy and when you first come on because you are full of joy and then we get into the content and it will sometimes get a little more serious because it's real because maybe it is. But what they don't know is that you guys are a hoot. You and Mina are a hoot. You're hilarious. And we just had uh, we just laughed and we, we took one of those portable. What do you call those? Those short cruises through the yes. harbor, through the Miami Harbor. And that was really fun. So, um yes. It was fun to walk, you know, go, they, they take you around to where the rich people live. And here's the island where you can only get there by boat or helicopter. And, you know, I can keep thinking, well, if they really thought that the sea was going to rise and bury, they wouldn't be living on this island with no way off. So right. it must be a, a double standard of what they believe and what and what they practice. But anyway, it was fun to see where all the rich people live and they'd go around and, and say, well, this person lives here. And it wasn't just on that island, but along the coast, kind of fun. But the, the most fun was just hanging out and being together. We were with your daughter, Esther, yes. who has announced her engagement. So congratulations to her. So thank you. it's going to be fun to see those pictures. Um, yes. Dream, by the way, yesterday, was it yesterday was your 25th anniversary? Yes. Yes. I almost I- got those pictures. I was almost going to put those on, but, but we were looking at your pictures, uh, and it looked like it really looked like it, Mina looked like Raphael, your son, and uh, you know, and Esther looked like you. It, it, we could have been, you know, could have been like a early shot of them. And it's hard to describe it, 
I, I'm sorry I didn't get those up here, but I didn't ask your permission to put them. So that's okay. But, he was telling my father, "Are you sure that wedding was legal? We were so young. <laughs> you were very young. You were very young. Wow. Or at least you know. But so we were 22. How old were you when you were married? 21. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, we had a son that was married at that age. So that's young. Yes. So, well, anyway, uh, so glad to have you here on the and the broadcast, Yvonne. I'm looking forward to what you have. We've got quite a lot to share, so I'm going to be. I, I have your notes, so I'm going to just turn it over to you and share what, what what the Lord's been giving you. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Steve. So, you know, Steve, for those people who know me, I love God's presence. So, and since the start of this year, I've been in fasting and in prayer. I, Lord, I just want to hear what yes. you have for God's people. And um, I'm so much for divine love and intimacy and compassion and all this stuff. But the message God began to download was a little bit different. And I'm just going to be honest in saying it. As soon as I began to pray, Steve, from the start of the year, I get to hear three words. He said, this is a year to expect divine justice, divine rescue, and divine deliverance. And the word divine came before every because anyone can come and say hey i'm here to rescue or i'm here to deliver but when we say the word divine it means that god's stepping into our country god's stepping in god is the one we're in a place now where if it was not for divine deliverance then it's just not going to go the way that we were hoping for it to go so in prayer god began to show me that many of god's people are discouraged and they're weary Mm. and the enemy's greatest um, mechanism or tool to come against God's people. He's not going to get us to, you know, like doubt our faith, but what he'll get us to do is doubt the prophetic and just become exhausted. Just be like, you know, so many prophets came on the show. So many prophets said that this is going to happen and things haven't gone as we were hoping for them to go. But the Lord is saying that the greatest deliverance, and I'm going to share that more at the end, is about to unfold before our eyes. And we are walking into that. So this is not the time to become discouraged. This is the Mm. time to stand up together and to be in one voice. And the greater we are, the more stronger we are. And so he begins to speak to me. Um, There's going to be two parts to this show. The first one, I'm going to call this an overturn because he said to me, there's going to be an overturn and there's going to be an overtake. And he said, I cannot do the overtake before I do the overturn. And he reminded me of the day that Jesus walked into the temple. And we always have this picture of Jesus as being calm and collected and compassionate and healing the sick. But there's another side to him. That day he walked and he saw that his father's house that was meant to be a house of prayer was turned into a den of thieves. And that is the situation where we are right now. Wow. God is coming into this place. And I'm going to explain what I mean by this place in just a second. Um, But God's coming to bring the overturn and it's going to be a divine overturn because we are right now in a situation where unless God steps in, human effort will benefit us nothing. So the year starts with a dream and an open vision. And I'm going to share the open vision first. 
I'm in prayer, Steve, and all of a sudden, this place opens up before my eyes. My eyes are closed, but I'm already in this place. And it seems to me like it's a mall or it's like an arcade. And this is what they call, I had to search it up because I know what the machine is. I just didn't, um, I didn't know the name. And it's actually called a claw machine. So a claw machine is those machines you see in the mall or the arcade. They're full of toys. They've got like teddy bears or dolls or whatever. And they're all seated in front of each other. And then a child will tell their mother or father, I want to play. They put in a coin. And then they manipulate the claw. So the claw is this like fork that comes down and it sounds so weak to the level that it hardly really catches anything. It takes the money and then, you know. Yeah, that's very weak. <laughs> I don't know if I ever caught anything with those, but it was sure fun trying. So in this open vision, I see this um, machine and it's got steps on the inside. And there's people wearing suits and dresses, but they looked so professional. And this claw came down. They looked so comfortable, Steve. They were just in their seat, just so comfortable, as if there's no way, as if they think. This is the, the, the claw is weak. As if they think that this claw keeps coming down all the time and it just never catches me. I, I just never get caught out. Because they just don't. But this time, this claw moved by itself. And oh, wow. all of a sudden, it was literally grabbing them from the head, throwing them. Jeez. It was so violent, so violent. And I was like, Lord, what is that? I've never seen anything like that. And he said to me, he's addressing people in government, evil people in government. They know who they are. And what's going to happen, and even church leadership, but those people who are unable to be a good shepherd. And when I talk about shepherd, I don't just mean religious people or people in church circles, but anyone who is in a place of authority and may have not done what they're called to do. The Bible calls them a bad shepherd. Out of nowhere, this claw just came down, picked mm. up on the head, and threw them out. And people were watching in front of the arcade, in front of that claw machine. There were many people clapping. There were many people rejoicing, not thinking. Wow. And people were like, how did the claw move by itself? No one put any coins. No one dragged them. And I heard the Holy Spirit say this. Tell my people, you're coming into a year where my arm cannot be manipulated. It well, can. the coin would have been the manipulation and then all the things, but it, this one is absolutely sovereign, huh? Absolutely sovereign. So as God's people, we pray. We pray mm. for our country. We pray for the U.S. We pray, but we need to know that ultimately the greatest deliverance will come by a divine move of God, and it will happen suddenly. It cannot. Wow. His arm cannot be manipulated. And those that try and manipulate his arm, that claw is coming down and it will throw them out. So although the half of the next half of the message is comforting to God's people, but we need to release that word because when it happens, we're going to watch it happen. We're going to see it happen. And we're going to be like those people standing on the outside of that claw machine thinking, how did this claw move by itself, <laughs> picking up those big teddies 
and thinking. And those, those teddies or those toys or these people, they didn't think that the claw will ever pick them up because they always missed them in the past. But this is going to be a time of divine intervention. Crazy. So that was the first um, open vision. And I'm going to explain later when I sat in God's presence what he told me more about that. Can I, can I just ask you this one quick clarifying yeah. question? Because people have visions, they have dreams, and then there's a, there's a such thing as an open vision where your eyes are open and you're watching it happen. Are you saying this was an open vision? You watched it happen with your eyes? Yes. So, I, wow. so that wasn't a dream, Steve. I was actually in God's presence for, for a, a long time because that's what I love to do. And as I'm just sitting, I normally close my eyes, but an open vision is when you're alert. You're like, so I'm not in a trance, I'm aware, but it's almost like this place that opens up. You know, when the apostle Paul said he prayed to the Ephesian church and he said, I pray that God would open the eyes of your understanding. Yeah. A vision happens when you're awake. And it's in the eyes of your understanding. All of a sudden, this window opens up in your mind and you it's almost like you're sitting and watching a movie in your head. So I'm in God's presence and all of a sudden, I'm transported to see this um, claw machine like out of wow. nowhere. Wow. <laughs> it's not a machine that I play. My children are both grown up, so it wouldn't be something that I was playing the night before. In actual fact, I haven't seen one for honestly years. Um, so forgot to show me that and forgot to even show me specific figures and faces. And, uh, and there was a time when I said, God, when is this going to happen? Are you able to even share with me when? Now, I, I, the, the, the month that I heard was close to September. I heard close to September, something huge is going to happen. But uh, it's great that we're saying this now, Steve, so that when the time comes, we can rewind and say, hey, God warned us that this is going to happen. It's going to be a divine intervention. It's not going to be done by human hands, but we're going to stay. And what we need to do is begin to pray into those prophecies, begin to believe God and, you know, not doubt and declare them and expect them to happen because as we expect a prophecy, we put a demand. We It's almost like we pick the prophecy, we fight with them. Like the That's Apostle good. Paul said to Timothy, fight with the prophecy. So a prophecy is not for people to doubt and to be like, oh God, I heard that all through. It's not that. It's when we come together and say, Lord, I am believing that this is you showing us that this is what's going to happen. Wow. Wow. Good. Yeah, and I, I like that you were used the word fight because in some versions it says contend, but contending really is fighting. Yes. You know, but contending sounds like such a great descriptive word, except nobody knows what contend means. But if you understand, it means fight. Yes. You know, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The next one, Steve, was a dream. The dream yeah. was, and I'm going to, and I'm not saying this, and I want to clarify to scare anybody. This is not, if you are in Christ Jesus, you are protected. So this is not to freak you out, but this is just to show you that there's going to be a divine judgment for those that have perverted justice and truth. But this, um, this dream was, I was me, my husband, Nina, and our children, we were sitting on the beach, but we were sitting on a, in a beach hut. It's almost like those little tiny houses that people rent out for the day, um, but they were wooden. 
and they were way away, well away from the water. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And we're just thinking what a beautiful day it is. It's so sunny. And everyone around us just seemed to be, there's no trouble whatsoever, no panic. Instantly, and I mean in an instant, the weather changes. It was no longer sunny. It was just very dark. And out of nowhere, and, and I mean nowhere, this mega wave begins to develop. It was so high that I was so freaked out. I literally sat on bed. I could not even catch my breath because wow. it was so strong. It was so dark. It hit land and it just took so many away that were on the seashore. And I woke up shaking and I said to the Lord, what was that? Um, and even in that dream, I said to my husband, we need to get out of here. And he said to me, no, we're okay. It's not going to get to the hut. And the truth is, it didn't get to the hut. It kept hitting because I thought it was only one wave, but another one here and another one here. Really? But it did not touch us at all. We were safe. And I was like, Lord, what is this? And the Lord began to speak to me, Steve, about the days of Noah. Everyone thought that Noah lost his mind until it started to rain. And I speak that prophetically. Everyone thought Noah lost his mind until they saw the rain come. Well, here you go again. It's another thing that everyone thought they were safe. And we're talking about the, the evildoers. Exactly. It's the same. It's kind of the same as the claw one. They thought, I've never gotten caught before. Why would I get caught now, right? Exactly. Exactly. I got away with it before, and I'm going to get away with it again, and I'm going to keep on getting away with it. But what's going to happen? Again, that out of nowhere, that huge mega wave, again, that's a divine intervention. It's same thing. Because when I prayed about it, Steve, the Lord said to me something. He said to me, the claw machine and the mega tsunami are the same thing. I just showed him to you in two different ways to confirm that this is the message I want you to release. And so in God's presence, Steve, I was like, okay, this is crazy. I need to get into the presence of God. I was like, Lord, tell me more. So I'm writing, I'm hearing, and the Lord says to me, I want you to go and read Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I go and read Jeremiah 23 specifically, and it's talking about the divine shepherd. And it says this, that there's going to be a judgment on the shepherds. And I'm thinking, God, who are the shepherds? Are the shepherds church leaders? They could be included. But really, what Jeremiah was prophesying against wasn't that. He was prophesying against the government. And it was out there. How do you know that? He was prophesying against King Zedekiah. Now, King Zedekiah was the last king of Israel or Judah. He was the 20th king and the last king. And he was the one who actually led the country into idolatry. And so his name means a gift from God, but he was never, he never walked in that being a gift from God. The Bible says he did evil intentionally Mm. in the eyes of the Lord, and he brought in idol worshiping. 
And so prophet Jeremiah and Ezekiel, they begin to prophesy against him directly. And so even in Ezekiel 34, he says this to him. He said, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. In other words, the prophets are meant to prophesy against evil governments. It is their call. It is their position. And he said this, tell them you have been tending yourselves, not my flock. In other words, you're self-centered. So one of the things God is going to be judging is those who have their own personal agenda and the whole thing revolves around them. And the Bible says, it keeps on saying, it actually is so amazing because Ezekiel 34 said this, Behold, I'm coming against the shepherds. I will require my sheep at their hands and I will put a stop to their tending. This is Ezekiel 34 verses 7. In other words, I'm firing them. Wow. Wow. Let me ask you this real quick. Now, you said it kind of quickly, but you said it could include some spiritual leaders. You, but you're saying it's, uh, it's primarily for the government, but it could include people in the church. Am I, am I yes. saying that right? Steve, okay. anybody who is in who is in charge, for example, you know how you just played the clip about American warriors? Yeah. That young lady, when she felt that her country was under attack, what did she do? She went and she joined the police force because she felt that it was her primary call to look after her country. So anyone who's in government, what is their primary responsibility to serve their country? So they're shepherds. They're meant to shepherd the people. But rather than that, they've scattered the flock. They've mm. destroyed the flock. They are very self-centered. And God is saying that this is going to be a year where enough is enough. Wow. And the firing is going to come from him. It's not going to come from anyone else because no one can fire them. This is what we need to understand. And he said to them, in Ezekiel 23 and um, Ezekiel 34 and Jeremiah 23, so many times God says, I myself will come and gather you. I myself will bring you back. I, what does that mean? I'm stepping in. Because he could see that the people are scattered. The people are hurting. The people have been unjustly done. And no one can do anything about it. This was Jeremiah's position. By the way, Jeremiah was under house arrest when he wrote those words. Oh, wow. Because I didn't know that. Yes, he was under, because King Zedekiah, who was the government, the current government, he was evil. And mm. finally, he gets arrested. And finally, he is taken captive by King, ne King Nebuchadnezzar. And he is shipped to Babylon. And the land and Jerusalem is destroyed. And Jeremiah is watching all of this. And he begins to tell him, you are fired. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. In actual fact, Ezekiel says you are fired, but Jeremiah says again, Jeremiah 23 verses two, he said, you have not, you've scattered my flock, you've driven them away, you have not attended to them, I'm gonna attend to you. Wow. What does that mean? The word attend is lost in the translation. It's like you telling someone, 
you have not done your assignment. You have not taken care of your assignment. I'm going to take care of you. Wow. So great. So great. <laughs> In other words, divine retaliation. You were meant to look after. You were meant to tend for. But rather, you've scattered. You're destroyed and you're self-centered. And so this is going to be a time where I am going to attend to you. Well, you know, and I, on this one, I think of the fact, because you, you talked about there's nothing that anybody could do to get out of that. They've been scattered in, in, in current vernacular. There's evil people at the top who have appointed evil judges and they, and, and they've, they have uh, bribed the evil media. Yep. And all the people that could make decisions are all in it together in the evil. So there's nothing that can be done. The judges can't fix it. Other leaders can't fix it. The media isn't, doesn't care to fix it. And so that's no wonder it has to, God has to finally bring in the claw or the wave or both, you know? Wow. Absolutely, Steve. But as prophets, we have a role. What yeah. is our role? Jeremiah, who was under house arrest, and Ezekiel, who was one of the first prophets to be shipped to Babylon, did not keep quiet. You know, um, Ezekiel That's said, true. I had my, I was closing my mouth, but now I open my mouth and prophesy. So we are called to prophesy and prophesy. And every prophecy okay. is like a spear. So do not underestimate those prophecies. These are building up as a mountain because in due time, God, our divine shepherd, says that many times in Ezekiel and Jeremiah, I myself will come in. I will step into history. I will come and change the course of events that's happening. So those prophets had the opportunity to do nothing, but they didn't. They were in a place where they are thinking, we are exiled already. We lost our land. We lost our freedom. What now? They could have said, what's the point of prophecy? But they didn't. They kept on prophesying. And wow. I'm going to tell you in a second what Jeremiah is going to say. He's going to release a radical prophecy. Something that I read for many years, but when the Holy Spirit highlighted it to me, I was beside myself. So I'm going to say that in a second. But the next part of the judgment is I heard God say this. My rod is coming out and I am so good. I'm, I am experienced at using it. And I was thinking, your rod's coming out? Where's the rod mentioned in the Bible? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Psalm 23. Again, the divine shepherd. I run to Psalm 23, and David says that he's got, got walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But then he says, even in the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not afraid. And it's like, why are you not afraid? And he's like, because my shepherd has his rod. That's good. Because he said, "My your rod and your staff, they are, they will comfort me. The rod is not the staff. The staff is this long stick that sort of keeps the sheep on track. But the rod is the shepherd's primary offensive weapon against wild beasts. I didn't and realize that. I always thought they were the same. So you think of the rod as this thing with a hook where he can grab the, but you're saying it's an offensive weapon. It's uh, totally an offensive weapon. It really, what it is, Steve, um, it has, the end of it has metal installed and it's like a mace. 
at the end of the road, it's a lot shorter and it's a lot thicker and heavier. Um, and so some people call it a weapon, some people call it a scepter. But the thing is, living here, uh, you know, in the United States, you don't get to see many shepherds. And in actual no. fact, these states like Florida, it's hard to even, it's, it's a challenge to even go to a restaurant and ask for lamb. That's not even a thing here. Um, yeah. there's, uh, there's some states like Texas, they do have, and there's a couple, but that's not what you see every day. Yeah. But if you go to Israel, you will always see that the shepherd is always carrying the rod and the staff. The rod is to drive away wild animals. Because what you need to, what we need to realize is bad shepherds are likened to the wild beasts. Mm. They both do the same thing. Wild beasts will scatter and destroy the flock, and bad leadership will destroy and scatter the flock. Mm. Same thing. And so God is saying, I found him saying this to me, my rod is coming out, and I am experienced at using it. Wow. So I was like, okay, God, that's, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. That is encouraging for God's people. But the next part is get ready for a divine overtake. And I was like, okay, I want to learn more about the overtake. Yeah. And I found him speaking to me, Steve, out of Jeremiah 23, verse 3. He said this, I will gather the remnant. I will gather the remnant of my flock. And he said, where they've been driven away, and I will bring them back. So there's two primary actions, gathering and bringing back. He said, they shall be fruitful, and they will multiply. And I will set up shepherds over them. So mm. this is going to be a time where God is not only going to fire shepherds, but he is the one who will install shepherds. And they shall fear no more, nor shall they be dismayed, for I am the Lord. Now, Jeremiah is saying those beautiful words, and then he releases a crazy prophecy, Steve, crazy. He said to them, this is Jeremiah on the house arrest, talking to refugees of his country who are hurt and broken because of the bad government. He said to this to them, I prophesy to you that the days are coming where you will no longer say or swear by the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, but by the Lord who brought you out of Babylon. Oh, wow. At face value, I read that verse many times and the Holy Spirit said, stop. Do you understand what you just read? The exodus to any Jew is the greatest deliverance that totally. was ever right, mentioned in the yeah. Old Testament. So this is so offensive to them because in the Exodus, they watched, they watched, you know, um, Pharaoh's army drown. They watched the Red Sea open. They saw God's hand like the greatest warrior going before them and behind them. With Jeremiah says, put your seatbelt on and get ready. You're walking into the greatest deliverance and wow. you will God, not because of what God has done in the past, but the, by what God's about to do. In other words, he said that the coming back from Babylon will exceed in greatness the Exodus. He even said to them, the event of coming back from Babylon will overshadow 
everything. This will be the dominant memory in your mind. And it's not like you're going to forget what happened to you in Egypt. You won't. But the dominant memory will not that be of Egypt, but of Babylon. Wow. Wow. I did not realize that was there. I mean, yeah, because they don't, even today in Israel, they don't celebrate the, I don't think they have a holiday or a, or a feast about coming out of uh, Babylon, but that's what God was saying. It's going to be like that to you. It's going to be, wow. That's very instructive. Wow. So I just want people to be so encouraged, so yeah. encouraged, because if any Jew heard that, that would have said to him, Jeremiah, you're a great prophet, but I really think you've lost your mind. <laughs> because, you know, that is the greatest event. And even, you know, at that event, Miriam, she started to dance. Even King David, who never witnessed the Exodus because he wasn't alive at the time, he wrote many psalms about how awesome and how great mm. the event is. And here, Prophet Jeremiah is prophesying to the refugees and he's saying to them, I know that King Zedekiah stuffed up. We know that. It's, that's not, it's not a, you know, everyone knows that. And nothing could be done unless God came in. But he said, I myself will come. And even in that passage, Jeremiah said, God says, I will execute judgment and righteousness. I will establish righteousness in the land. So Jeremiah is now thinking, hang on a second. If God is the one, the divine, he's, this, he, God's going to step in. Why am I worried about? If God is going to step in, we're going to see the greatest deliverance ever. Because in Egypt, they were all in Egypt and it was getting them out of Egypt. But in Babylon, they were scattered all around the world. And mm. Jeremiah says, hey, they're not just coming out of one country. They're all over the world. And oh, they're wow. destroyed. And they're hurt. And you will see. And today, Steve, that prophecy has been fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. And even the Jews right now, they have a place. Many of them are still all around the world, but that's because they're choosing to stay. But there are many that went back to Israel and they're living there now. So that prophecy has been fulfilled. And so as God's people, we need to come and say, we are stepping into the greatest deliverance ever. And we are believing. Why? Because God himself, he said, I myself will step in and I am going to do what no human being can do. So good. So good. Yeah, and I never had quite thought of that also being fulfilled in Jesus Christ. But of course, I mean, everything is fulfilled in him. But I mean, I never quite made that connection. So awesome. Well, when you get to um, when you get to John ten, and Jesus radically says, "I am the good shepherd," we yeah. can miss it because many people are like, "Oh, that's a great revelation." No, it's not. It's the fulfillment of a thousand-year-old prophecy. Wow! Wow! And and the beautiful thing, Steve, is that images for God become images for Jesus, become images for us. What does that mean? When God is the good shepherd, we get to know that Jesus is the good shepherd and we become good shepherds. So we need to understand that construct. But the beautiful thing is that David, 
who was so cute, by the way, because first Samuel 17, he's a young boy and he's standing in the presence of Saul. And he says to Saul, I think I can fight Goliath. Like, you know, and again, what was that? He was fighting this guy. He wanted to take over their land. So it was a political issue. It wasn't a religious issue. Right. And he, Samuel said to him, you're uh, Saul said to, Sa to David, you're ridiculous. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Look, you're a young boy. How could you do that? But David said this. You don't understand. When I was a shepherd and a lion and a bear came to attack the flock, I tore them apart. And therefore, I'm a good shepherd. Wow. And what does God do? God brings David into a place of government. When he was king, he was the shepherd of Israel. So when we read the prophets and they're talking and addressing shepherds, who are they addressing? They're addressing the kings who are meant to shepherd the people. And wow. so David, who was a shepherd, and he knows what good shepherds do, and he was a king, he writes Psalm 23. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And the beautiful thing, Steve, is that in the Middle East, there's no way you can have one shepherd and one sheep. It's too expensive. No one can afford that. So normally you get to see one shepherd with a flock. But in Psalm 23, we get to see one sheep and one shepherd. Oh, really? I never thought of it that way. Right. So David is explaining his own spiritual journey. He is saying that this God of the universe who is able to shepherd the whole entire country, he can shepherd me. He's interested oh, in me. And then he says, because he's my divine shepherd, I shall not want. But the beautiful thing is that Jeremiah picks up on the good shepherd. And Ezekiel, they pick up on the good shepherd. And they said, there's going to come a day where there's going to come this divine shepherd. And his name is going to be, the Lord is my righteousness. He's going to establish justice and righteousness. And so years go by. And one day Jesus comes and steps on the scene and he said to them, I am the fulfillment of what David prophesied, of what Jeremiah prophesied, of what Ezekiel prophesied, because I am that great shepherd. I am the good shepherd who sacrifices his life for the sheep. So those prophecies have all been fulfilled in Jesus. And because of Jesus, we can prophesy, we can come into unity, and we can tear down strongholds, whatever structures. Why? Because God himself is the one who will step into this place and destroy every demonic structure. So good. That's so good, Yvonne. Wow. Think, thinking of that in a whole new way. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So um, I have a prophetic word. I can read yeah. that now. Yeah, good. Um, or I can share the bookshelf experience, whatever. Um, um, I don't know how long each take, but go ahead. Um, um, yeah, share both if you can. If you can fit it in, share both. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll share the bookshelf quickly, and then I'll read the prophetic word. So okay. in that place, Steve, I am in God's presence, and I get to, I, I get to receive this beautiful heavenly encounter with the Lord. 
And in this place, I enter a place where I've never seen anything like this, but this was a bookshelf. It was actually similar to what I have behind me. So it was something similar to that. It had squares, but no doors. Very different to the treasure room where there was a door on the lockup. This was just nothing. It was just boxes like that. In every box, there was something I was praying for. And I looked at it and I picked something and I said, Lord, I was praying for that. That's a miracle. And then he said to me, okay, I go to the next box and there was something else I was praying for. And I said, Lord, I was praying for that too. That's a miracle. And he said this to me. He said, Yvonne, this is going to be a year, 2023, of back-to-back miracles. Awesome. Back-to-back. And the Lord's like, it's not going to be this random January miracle or February miracle. He said to me, by the time you catch your breath from one, the next. (laughs) So I want to encourage those that are watching because in this bookshelf, I saw a lot of tools. And those who know me, I am terrible at fixing anything. I don't know how to. (laughs) I'm like, Lord, what's all these tools? I'm not a handy woman. And I heard the Lord say this to me, Steve. He said to me, I know you're not, but I am the one who will build you on a firm foundation. And that this is going to be a year where you're entering into a river of peace and prosperity. At that time, I was taken away from the shelf and I was in the river. I was in this amazing river. Everything in the river was alive, everything. And as soon as I touched the river, everything in me became alive. And I was like, Lord, I just feel so nourished. And the Lord said to me, the world's coming into a place of darkness and lack and poverty, but the peace and prosperity that you're about to experience because of your union with me brings you into this river. He begins to download a crazy revelation, Steve. It was absolutely crazy that in the book of Genesis, there was a river, was the river of life. And this is a place where all of God's people are meant to be, experience his freshness. And it has a lot to do with the Holy Spirit, where Jesus said that those who are thirsty for the Holy Spirit, rivers of living water will flow Mm. out of their bellies. But this place in heaven was shut when sin came into the world. And God put those angels that no one can enter into this place. But when Jesus opened up the way again, those who are God's children have access, not just into the most holy place to be in the throne room of Jesus, but to enter the river, this place where every cell in your body comes alive. And so I came out of this encounter shaking, thinking there Mm. has to be a place in the Bible about a river of peace and prosperity. Because the Lord said to me, prosperity without peace is useless. What's the point of being prosperous but not having peace or losing your mind? Peace has to come before prosperity. And I land, Stephen, Isaiah 66, 12. It says, this is what the Lord says. I will give Jerusalem a river of peace and prosperity. The wealth of the nations will flow to her. Her children will be nursed at her breasts. 
And I was like, I received the Lord, not just for me, but for the body of Christ, for those who are watching, for those who are Lord. This is the year where I'm going to enter into this place of peace and prosperity. Wow. Such a good word. Wow. Good job. Wow. So now I have the word that I would love to read out of you. Yes, please do. I'm looking forward to this. Because, you know, I, I get the notes, but I I didn't want to pre-read this word because I wanted to hear it fresh with you the first time. So, <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, let's do that. Those that okay. are watching our beautiful, wonderful viewers, if as, as I'm reading this word, maybe just take a moment to just even close your eyes and just That's receive good. it in your being. Um, this is the word that I wrote in the presence of the Lord. So I didn't just sit there dreaming. I literally heard it and wrote it word for word. This is what I hear the Lord say. He said, you're stepping into an interesting year marked by victory. There will be battles, turmoil, and unrest. But be rest assured that the greatest display of my deliverance will unfold before your eyes like a silk rug. For my righteousness will be on display. Many will fear and lack the basic needs of life. But as for you, my covenant people, you shall lack nothing. On the contrary, you will experience a river of peace and prosperity. For I, your divine shepherd, will send down the showers in their season. There will be showers of blessing. Jeez. No one will be able to stop what I'm about to do. For my righteousness will be established and my justice will be executed. Big names will be found guilty, accused, condemned, and fired. So do not fear. Do not be dismayed, for you will be protected and comforted. Thieves will be exposed by their closest associates. And evil inner circles will break up, turning against each other and exposing each other. I will suddenly appear on the stage, and my appearance will change the entire scene. Many will be surprised and shocked at my sudden appearance. It will be like the days of Noah, where everyone, will, everything seemed normal until the flood came and took them away. For my great hand and powerful arm cannot be manipulated or stopped. Deliverance is coming, says the Lord, for I have heard the prayers of my saints. This is going to be a year where you will experience me as your divine shepherd. Know for certain that I have my rod in my hand and I am experienced at using it. But as for you, my beloved, the green pastures, the still borders, and the restoration of your nation and your soul will be your portion. For this shall be a year of restoration and celebration, where I will anoint your head with the oil of celebration and put out a table in the presence of your enemy. Security will become a great issue, but my strong arm of protection will carry you beyond reach. Mm. The battle will, got, will get stronger, but you will stand and watch what I will do. It will be like watching a movie. 
I will be fighting for you. You will be protected against evil, fraud, plagues, and disasters. For if you thought that the Red, that the Red Sea was the greatest deliverance, wait and see what's coming. For I, the God of the last hour, your miracle worker will perform that miracle. Oppression will break off and the Egyptians that you see today, you will never see again. What normally takes years to achieve will take months and what takes months will take years for you are stepping in divine acceleration. You will sing with Miriam, your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, smashes the enemy. Therefore, I call you to return to me wholeheartedly, and you will see the greatest display of my glory and my deliverance. For this is not a year to fit in, but to stand out. Lean on me, my beloved, for I will journey with you and will carry you through. You will declare that all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through his prophets. When you see what I will do, you will be filled with awe and your faith will go to the next level. You will truly sing, surely, goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Amen. So good, so good. I want to just, before I have you pray for the people, I want to uh, mention this one part, a few paragraphs up, where you said that the Egyptians you see, you will never see again. So something like seven or eight years ago, we were being falsely accused. It had to do with um, the Elijah list, and they were saying we did something wrong, which we didn't. We were completely innocent. Uh, but he said, I don't care if I don't mind paying $600 an hour to an attorney, but I will not drop this. Uh, I will take this until, and he was trying to extract thousands and thousands of dollars and we knew it was unrighteous, and I took it to prayer. And there's a couple of days into it, and, and all of a sudden, God said, um, and this guy had given us a deadline or something like that, and God said, um, the enemy you see, you will never see again. And I thought, wow, that was fairly clear the way you spoke that. I wonder if that's really going to happen, you know, full of faith be, right? I never heard from him again. It just <laughs> disappeared from the face of the earth and i thought boy i hope he's okay but i mean you know that was it so god is serious about protecting his people who are living for him with him um and if you pray um that god will protect you from the enemies and and uh, that it will work that way so that one really stood out to me because when god says stuff like that he's as serious as a heart attack to use an expression he really means that Yes. And that was in your word. So don't miss that. So uh, go ahead and pray. We'll see what, whatever God gives you. Uh, that'd be yeah. awesome. Let's do that. Let's do that. Father, I just thank you, Lord. Intensify your glory right now. Intensify your presence, Father, over everyone who is watching and those who will watch later. Father, we give you thanks for a year of peace and prosperity. We give you thanks in advance, God, for the greatest deliverance ever is coming to our land and our nation. We give you thanks, God, because you heard our 
prayers. And we give you thanks, God, because you, our divine shepherd, will be stepping onto the scene and changing everything. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you corporately, Lord, and we repent, Lord. We yes, come Lord. back to you wholeheartedly, Father. We yes, come Lord. against compromise right now. And we come and we say, Father, we are going to exalt your name. We thank you for what you are about to do. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I release your glory, your joy, and your peace over your people. I bind discouragement in the name of Jesus. Every state of weariness, Lord, I rebuke and bind doubt, Lord, that comes in to steal the effect of the prophetic word. And Lord, I release your joy and encouragement over your people that, God, we're going to rise up like a mighty army from all around the nation to stand in one accord and decree and declare that the greatest deliverance is about to happen before our own eyes. So, Father, in the name of King Jesus right now, I release that over your people. Father, I bind sickness and disease. Everyone who is watching now, who is sick in their bodies, Father, I release that healing into their bodies right now. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do. Thank you for 2023. We yes, give you thanks and in advance, Lord, for stepping into the river of peace and prosperity. And we yes, say, sir. Lord, let it come. Let it come. Like a movie, you said. You stand and watch the deliverance of the Lord. We are ready. Bring it about, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 Yvonne, thank you so much. Now, this is it. Is that your email that we have today? Is it Yvonne at celebration, yeah. celebrate freedom? Is it ministries.org.com? What I don't see it's, the end of it. So it's celebrate freedom ministries.org, Steve. That's how they can um, find us on the website. Yes. Okay. Celebrate freedom. And then is that also your email? If you put Yvonne in front of that, were we supposed to do that? Um, no, that's just my name. Okay, but, so just just celebrate freedom ministries dot org. Yeah. So, so it's info if they want to send like a prayer need, it's a info at celebrate freedom ministries dot org. So uh, they can do that. There's also a, a school that's starting of healing next month, early next month in February, and there's a discount um, of 25%. So if they use the code F25, they get 25% of all of our courses. Um, so that's just a, to bless our viewers that are watching today. So that's on the website too. And my okay, book, okay. Healing Day. Okay, and I don't want people to miss that because they didn't put it there, but I see it off to the side in my notes. It's celebratefreedomministries.org. There it is now below. Yes. Uh, so um, we d might not have quite got it on there right during the program, but that's how you get to the all the things. And you've got a book. Uh, it's one book, right? Revealing <laughs> the Healer. Yeah, but please get that book. Yeah, thank you. You know, so Yvonne's really, you know, she's got the goods. She understands what she's talking about. Uh, and she, healing is one of her primary gifts. So we, we've even experienced it ourselves as you prayed for Doreen. So please uh, take that seriously. She's got a real gift. And she knows how to put in writing. So, Yvonne, thank you so much. Give our love to Mina. We appreciate both of you. Uh, and let's see, uh, a quick reminder that I can't believe it's Friday already. Johnny Enlow Unfiltered will be with us. Uh, Johnny Enlow will be with us on Monday, on Monday on the program called Johnny Enlow Unfiltered. So, there you go. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Thanks again, Yvonne. We love you. See you all later. Okay, have a great weekend. Bye bye. Bye bye.
This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.